want to play with you. No one else, only you. Hello and welcome to Unseen Unheard, the podcast where we discuss the black disabled experience in the UK's music industry. My name's Joy Addo and I'll be your host. I am joined today by the lovely Benny. And Benny, you're going to tell us all about yourself. First of all, how are you today? Today, I'm feeling chilled, I'm feeling chilled. New environment, new people, just yeah. I'm kind of easing myself into, you know, what's to unfold. Um, glad to be here today, you know. Um, I recently did something with Attitude Is Everything as well. With, so it's nice to still keep that momentum, that partnership, that relationship going. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Good. No, it's good, isn't it? It's nice. It's nice when you're like around new people, but it's also like I know. You know, you, just, you don't know what to expect. <laughs> know, but we're very relaxed here, on very guard, chilled. But not on so, a hundred percent. So, Benny, tell me and everyone that's going to be watching and listening to this a bit about your music you're an artist oh. tell us what you do for people that don't know tell us everything oh man you know how they say you shouldn't be a jack of all trades i think i'm a jack <laughs> of all trades still <laughs> no you're a master of one come on yeah I- i'd say so i'd say so but yeah uh, my name is benny busy i'm based in london um been in music for about two decades um started off as a grime artist um rapping releasing lots of mixtapes back then um with so many collaborations and, and just the days of pirate stations the days of you know garage dizzy rascal um clashing um channel U, just that era you know that culture yeah. you know those kind of like foundations of um whatever us young people in the neighborhoods were trying to create at that point we didn't even know what we were doing we just knew that we were bored and we needed to create something or we were trying to change our family circumstances and yeah. we were trying to do something and the thing that we had access to or that was closest to us was music you know it was writing was rapping was collaborating you know building communities and yeah just trying to build something so that was my sort of like um early um stages and then later down the line started writing songs due to a history of growing up in church and listening to a lot of singers and choral music also Nigerian background listening to a lot of Nigerian artists and um, just being a fan of R&B as well and you know that stuff so yeah I wrote a lot of songs for a lot of artists in the neighborhood whilst being a grime artist which did go hand in hand by the way (laughs) but it was like um, grime artists by night and sing a song by, <laughs> by day, day. Like it. <laughs> that kind Light of thing <laughs> um for loads of people oh god countless but i loved it i enjoyed it mm-hmm. um and that progressed into me kind of taking the grime thing a bit further releasing videos on channel U, and actually trying to you know sign something with a manager with a label and just trying to like just take it further yeah um we did we did a lot with that we did get quite a lot of tv um placements and radio plays and just yeah we just kind of built something um and then later down the line started singing my own songs and transformed into an r&b singer and tried that for a bit see how that what that went and um yeah like it was well received um did a lot of stuff with link up tv um 
still had stuff played on Channel U, on MTV Base, on Flavor TV, mm-hmm. a few magazines here and there, and just yeah, like it's just been a busy music adventure. Sounds like it <laughs> in London. It sounds like it. it seems London. like you're doing a yeah. lot. What do yeah. you? What would you say you're mainly focused on now? Like, are you more focused on writing for other people, producing for other people, or are you focused on your own stuff, or just everything still? Yeah, well, I've, yeah, you're right because I've moved around from Tottenham to Ealing to my own arm studios and various other people's studios through the collaborations and stuff. Mm. Um, at the moment, currently, I find myself almost. Like, I feel like there's two parts of me. There's one part of me who's, like, using everything I've learnt along my journey to mentor um, young musicians who are coming up today and even, actually, older musicians who are trying to navigate this new sort of digital age and just the music industry in general. And I yeah. find myself in some schools, some community centres, doing workshops, all that kind of stuff. So that's that side. But then as a creative, you know, what I'm creating, um, I find myself writing at the moment for tv for film for adverts for commercial okay um i do that kind of under the radar mm-hmm. and then i'm still releasing stuff as an artist more vocal r&b led stuff um, um and with some funding as well support from like help musicians from mobo and a few new partners so things have definitely progressed and mm. um i saw you know i've got like my team now it's not like when i started when it was just, just like yeah. me trying to navigate i've got a certain yeah i've got i've got some people believing what i'm doing and yeah yeah we've got plans nice know? and didn't you say um before we started recording you said that you was going to mentor me and get me on a track Whoa. Did, is, <laughs> oh sorry did, 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 oh no no I think no that, I'm I, sure, I don't discriminate sure, you know yeah like, um yeah mm. yeah do you do vocal coaching yeah we, we can we can we can <clears> yeah we can feed that in there bit of auto tune i'll be all right yeah yeah we could do that we could we could work something out yeah, yeah logic mm. pro and yeah we can get mm-hmm. you on a mic and, sounds good yeah lovely yeah, yeah. Cool. Love that for me. Yeah, cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> Betty, um, when we spoke before, you kind of you was telling me about your disability. So again, for the people, tell me what your condition is and how it affects you, really. Because do you know what? Sometimes a lot of the time, mm. so people want to know like the names of our conditions, but actually yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't tell you anything. No, you it know, doesn't. like it doesn't. I said to you before on a, on a call, didn't I, that like I'm visually impaired, mm. but knowing the name of my condition is not going to tell you how much I can see, what support no, I no, need. No. So it's kind of irrelevant information, um, yeah. but it's more about our access requirements, isn't it? So just tell me a little bit about that when you got diagnosed, how how it affects you to the people listening? Yeah, I mean, yeah, openly, I am diagnosed with um, PTSD and uh, sensory processing disorder, which means that the way I process external stimuli, light, sound, smell, touch, just stuff is a bit more amplified than most people. So um, sometimes the overload of that stimuli, whether it's, spotlights or you know fluorescent lights or loud screeching you know excessive yeah. noise you know um i have a strong reaction to those um stimuli um sometimes that might cause me to convulse which is similar to a seizure but not as extreme um might get severe migraines um might also dissociate and withdraw so i might just kind of go absent and it's like i find myself actually sometimes i've been out with my friends and they're like tapping me on the shoulder like where did you go where did you go like you just went for a sec Mm. you know um i think the the interesting thing is like it's not visible 
Yeah. Like you can't, I, I look great. <laughs> I look fine. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Benny. I can't <laughs> yeah. see you. So yeah, you <laughs> look fantastic. Yeah so, yeah, so it's not visible. So sometimes when it is hard to navigate when you are, for example, if I was doing a gig and they've literally got a spotlight on me, which is a big trigger, um, it's quite hard to explain yeah. when you look <laughs> fine on the stage yeah. Yeah. it's like nothing's happening to you though you, you look yeah. fit you yeah. look great you know but it's like uh, is it until yeah. 30 min minutes yeah. later I fall and black out yeah. then you switch the spotlights off or yeah. dim it or change the lighting or whatever even I was going to do. ask you about that actually like how it affects you like at work so you're yeah. an artist so as you, you just mentioned being on stage and having a spotlight yeah, so yeah. how do you navigate that do you tell venues beforehand look I can't deal with the spotlights or the x y and z is a trigger for me how do you yeah, go about that because nah. that must be very difficult to be worrying about and when you think about concerts and things yeah, like that there's yeah. always like flashing lights there's different yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah, much yeah. like it's such a difficult environment anyway mm. so how do you navigate that well recently I've got these specially like coloured lenses which do help um, they're a specific colour because they do help with that part of my brain which struggles with processing light um, but it is a difficult conversation to have promoters, venue managers, they ain't got time to be dealing with like nitty gritty stuff when they're running around, it's just that it, they, they're just so busy so to answer a question of you know how do I find a you know uh, quiet room feed to quickly you know um, self-regulate and yeah. whatever get some water hydrate you know mm. um, get a get some shot eye and get your energy back you know that's they, they tend to not have the time for those discussions mm. um, and all the times I've been kind of redirected to the to the lighting guy it's like mm. oh sorry I can't deal with this right now I'll keep Go speak to the lighting guy. Yeah. It's like look, trying to find the lighting guy. It's like, you know, yeah. um, it can it can get a time, bit messy. Though. It can get a bit messy. Yeah. Um, I try and do my best to like one of my strategies is if I've got a show hours before that show, I try and get ample amount of rest. Right. Just try and stay hydrated. Try and make sure I'm well fed. I'm nourished. I've got my energy up. You know, certain little things I do like more. Um, just meditating. Just just trying to like just ease the pressure on my nervous system from when that time comes I just try to do as much um yeah just to kind of calm the system down a bit so that when the, that intensity does come is not like a big whoosh it's a yeah. bit but don't you do you find manage. that tiring though in itself it is, like it having is. to think about yeah, so much beforehand and so like I know what you're saying about promoters and people they don't have time but they should have time mm. that's the thing like they actually like they should they should make time yeah. because as much as we have to self advocate yeah. it's also about trusting that where we're going like if where we're going to be working performing mm is adequate do you know what i mean and so it's a hard one yeah, no you're right but it's, um, that's a lot of pressure on you it seems like to have to think about okay i need to do x y and z so that hopefully this doesn't happen yeah. on stage but it still could yeah do you know yeah, what i mean so yeah. they need to be like aware of it and and make sure that everything's yeah good yeah. for you and i guess it's like if i'm focused on all that when do i get the time to think about actually like 
prepping my yeah, voice and exactly. <laughs> rehearsing my lyrics and being, you know, practicing my chords and making sure I'm ready to get on, you know, to, to do my song well. Um, I mean, now there are uh, access riders which are catering to more disabled artists and people with long-term health conditions at some venues, not yeah. all venues have them. Those venues who are taking the initiative and, you know, changing with the times and being more accepting, being more human about their approach and their values and stuff, you know, it is starting to help. Okay. And I think, yeah, like mm. it, it will take some time, but it's good to see a few venues starting to, yeah, yeah. It's good. No, Meet our needs. Good. Meet our needs. Yeah. Um, we are human, not robots. And, um... <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like everyone's so different. Like what yeah. you will need is different to what someone else will need. Yeah. It's like we're not a monolith, you know, like everyone yeah. is just so different. Actually, that brings me <clears> on <throat> to um, Just Ask campaign because we did that with Next Stage at Itchy Is Everything, which is what it was a campaign we did. And Just Ask is actually, that's what we were asking for. Yeah. It's like promoters, venues, like... It's, we're not just ask, uh, just ask like it's and, and we're not gonna burden you with like 10 things to like accommodate it's just it, sometimes they're so simple yeah. it's a ramp it's a quiet space it's some water yeah. it's you know colored lenses on our yeah. lyrics it's um, yeah. dim lighting it's you know yeah. it's, it's not nothing it's, it's nothing not, major it's not, you know it's nothing major <laughs> yeah um, tell yeah. tell me benny so like how like because you seem really like confident and comfortable speaking about this now <laughs> now yeah so take me back to when you wasn't why you wasn't and how you've got to this point as to like being able to even ask for help because that's half the problem yeah, as well isn't yeah, it it's yeah. like us being able to ask for help or ask for support so when did you get to that stage and how um for a long time i mean even up till now i still don't really say that you know i've got a long-term health condition you know like i've got a men mental health diagnosis i don't really say it out loud um i think that comes from i guess being like i said decades of being in an industry where certain conversations you just don't have them yeah. like nobody talked about neurodiversity and organizations didn't really like ask about, you know, who is this human that I'm signing or managing or, you know, wanting to take part in my whatever, like what does this human need? It's never really that. It's just how can I exploit this brand, this product, right. you know, and at the core of it, we are human. Like mm -hmm. everything we are doing as musician is a human experience, like the connectivity, the expression, like the mental health and well-being aspect of like music, you know, the young people being inspired to also like have a voice, you know, all that stuff. So it is quite, it's a, it's a human business, whether you like it or not, you know? Um, so yeah. So yeah, I didn't used to, um, to, the main reason why I do now, honestly, is because I'm more aware of what's going on. Like I understand it better. And that's because I've right. taken the time to actually investigate whether that's reading books, whether that's picking up the phone and asking certain, you know, calling certain organizations and trying to find out more about it whether that's asking for funding from help musicians and getting a psychiatrist and a psychologist to have some counseling sessions to understand it better you know that yeah. kind of thing so it's been a very self-leaded approach for me in my on my part anyway to try and figure out yeah. what's going on and the more i understood it the more i was aware of what's going on i think it was easier for me to have the language to like I'm doing now to express and say, you know, it's PTSD, it's sensory yeah. processing disorder, yeah. it's dissociation, it's whatever, like, you mm. know, um, yeah. That's really interesting because it's what it just, it's making me think as well. Like, I don't know if you ever 
felt like this, but sometimes the barrier for me, like with asking for support when I go mm. somewhere, is that feeling of feeling like a burden. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't want to ask for too much because you don't want people to think that you're too much or you're too like yeah. you like too high maintenance. You need X, Y, and Z. And so I think it's really important what you said about yeah. um, understanding your own condition and understanding what you need. In, and in order to then ask people for help, I think yeah, that's that's yeah. really powerful. But also it would be great to live and be a part of an industry where you don't feel scared to just yeah. say, like, you know, like I walk in an organisation today and I don't feel scared to say, hi, yeah. do you mind just dimming the spotlights because I might get a seizure or have a convulsion in 30 minutes? Do you mind yeah. if I have some water yeah. so I stay hydrated so I don't da-da-da-da-da? Yeah. Do you mind if we, if I have my earplugs on, do you mind just where I feel safe enough yeah. to ask those questions? 100%. You know, I'm not feeling like if I ask, they'll start looking at me like I'm need. I'm too needy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like... <laughs> Or then I get scared that I might lose that relationship if I... Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. that uncomfortable, yeah, no, friction. 100%. I feel you. 100%. Um, yeah. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Talk to me a bit about how has it been for you? You're a black man in the music industry. What, is that, what has that experience been like? And then, like, adding on your condition as well. Yeah. Has that had an impact? Talk to me a bit about that. Um, oh. Do you know what? I'll start by just saying it's great that in 2023, I can say that there are three to five black artists in the charts mm -hmm. in 2023. I can say that there are awards shows and awards being given to black artists. Um, Little Sims, Cat Burns, you oh, know, um, what's his name? Dave, Stormzy, etc., etc. Skepta, mm -hmm. you know, there are but I can't say that <laughs> 10, 20 years ago, yeah. mate, I can't, I don't think, I think 10, 20 years ago when I was doing grime, I think maybe one black artist per year, you might just about see in the charts for about two minutes. Mm. Um, so it's nice that I can say that now in 2023. So that's where, that's, that's where I'll start with. I also mm. say things like funding, like the power up fund from PRS initiative where that's for black creators. So it's like, I just feel like today, the contribution of black artists and black music in the UK mm -hmm. is starting to be recognised. And yeah. they're just being represented more. And I, but, but, but I think it's still early stages. It's still only the beginning. Um, I'm not going to get gassed and say because one or two artists are now being getting... And I'll, there, there are there's thousands. There's still ways there, to go. There, yeah, there, yeah, there's a long way to go. And yeah. there are still so many black musicians who do not feel comfortable to talk about what they're going through in terms of long-term health conditions disability yeah. and they are great musicians yeah. you know and i've spoken to somewhere i'm like why don't you just apply for funding there why don't you just ask for help why? Mm. And it's just a, it's just a shutdown it's just a no it's that fear it's that resistance it's that how will they how will they take to this yeah. will i lose my place will i lose my relationship will i lose my access yeah. the little access i've gained i don't want to lose it so i'm scared i don't want to say too much i'd rather just carry the burden and you know that kind of thing and it's just we just need a safer more welcoming industry um, and a lot more support yeah. and actually when i was i mean growing up as a musician i'm just thinking now like where would i have gone 
Like, I don't think I can name one place that I would have gone to ask for help. Yeah. Like, now I know about, you know, help musicians, P, um, PRS Foundation, Musicians Union. I know a few, you know, Next Stage, Attitude is Everything. And I can name a few places that are BAPAM even. Mm. You know, there's a few now that I know. But in the last 15, 20 years, I, I didn't know nothing about it, you know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. It's so interesting and it's like when when I sent you over the report that um, actually does everything is done yeah. with Black Lives and Music, one of the things that came up in the report actually quite a lot was that intersectionalities. Yeah. Like, you know, you may be a black artist, you may be a disabled artist, you could be both, mm -hmm. you could be LGBTQ as well. Yeah. Like, you, we are like, as we said earlier, we're so different. Um do you feel like you faced any discrimination because of your race or because of your disability or a bit of both? Like I said, it's just the access. Just let us in. Give us the same opportunities, like, you know, because um, I, I don't want to sit here talking about how many funding applications are filled in or how many, you know, doors have knocked on or, you know, to try and get certain things. But I can't, I can definitely say it's not been an easy ride. Yeah. It's not been welcoming. Um, It's not been, it's not felt safe to do so. To, right. yeah, yeah. It's not felt like um open 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 door, you know. Yeah. Um, and no one's saying you know give it freely. Of course, you've got to have, you know, portfolio, catalog, whatever experience. Yeah. But when we get to the door, yeah. Yeah. Well, open arms, you know. Welcome, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of race. Yeah. Disability. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of creating like that, as you said earlier, Culture. like that safe space where yeah. people actually can speak about, look, I'm actually going through X, Y, Z, or I've got this yeah. and I need this support, you know? Um, now I hear you. Um, Benny, tell me, if there's someone watching this or listening to this who's mm. black and disabled and they are thinking about getting into the music industry, what advice would you give them? I think, like I said to you, like earlier about understanding what I was going through, it's because I took the time to do that. I'd say they just, I'd say self-awareness, like just get to know you, mm -hmm. first of all, like what do you need? Because you can get lost in this race. You can get so lost in this race and forget yourself. And then it becomes all about this abstract concept that you're chasing, this charts, streaming numbers. Yeah. <laughs> the right manager, the right publishing deal, the right record, and it becomes all that. But yeah. these times, your health is deteriorating. Yeah. Um, time is passing and you're missing quality time with family. You're missing the opportunity to build relationships. Um, even, and all those things matter because that's what you talk about in your songs anyway. Yeah. But you get so caught up in the chase and that mm. then you, we, we do tend to neglect ourselves. And I talk, and, I, and I'm saying that boldly from experience, I definitely did that. Like I was definitely like a moving train, just like autopilot, just, I want it mm. and that's it. And all I could see was that, <laughs> that, mm. that, that, that tunnel that, vision. That, that, yeah, that tunnel vision. So, and, so take know. time, like yeah. to look after yourself yeah, first really of all. Yeah, really do, really do. Because the music I, injury is a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one to get into. Like it's just, it's yeah, difficult it for hard. everybody, let alone if you've got a disability to think about and you've also, you're worrying about racism as well. Yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. it's hard to navigate that. It is hard, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Mm. Okay, actually, this is good because I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about how 
I feel like also I was taught this subconsciously about this. Um, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mm. You know, there's no rest for the wick. Like all no those kind of statements wicked. of yeah. like, um, you don't want it hard enough if you're not grinding yeah. in the studio twenty four seven. Like all those kind of concept of like, just that that leads to burnout yeah. <laughs> literally yeah um yeah so especially when you've got other things going on that's yeah. definitely gonna lead, we, lead we've to got to change we've got to change that man we've got to change that i am such an advocate for well-being now and just like self-care and mental health like and just just stay in the hell alive mm. you know while you try and make it just stay alive man 100%. like don't kill yourself it's not worth it yeah. it's not worth it because you get it you you will get to the end you get it and then you get it with a burnt out body with a ill body with just with impaired mental health and it's like was it all worth it yeah you know yeah. no connection no relationship no time with your family the things that matter just kind of get shrugged under the rug and but you've got your success you've got your chart yeah. you've got your one million views yeah. you know <laughs> it's but like what can you do with them? <laughs> you know? yeah you no know, i hear you um, yeah uh, and the last thing I'll say is just just keep investing that time in just that development and that awareness because I read a lot of books, I listened to a lot of podcasts, I went on a lot of walks, I had to change. Um, COVID played a part in that, the two years of COVID, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time just walking, just being with myself, alone with myself, just 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 hearing myself out, you know, what do you need, kid? Mm. Like, what's going on? How are you feeling? Listen to yourself, yeah. listen to your body. You know? Yeah. Cool. Benny, I've got one last question for you before <laughs> I let me. you leave. What would you say? You can just sum. You can summarize. Mm. What would you say to people that work in the music industry that will be listening to this? One hundred percent, they're going to be listening because I'm going to make sure they listen. <laughs> um, and that read our report. What would you say? What is what's your message to the music industry? Humanize it. Make it human. We are human. Humans have certain needs, belonging, safety, you know. Um, in fact, safety is number one. I can't create if I feel threatened. Mm. I can't create if, I, if I'm scared. Yeah. I can't create if I, if I don't feel welcomed. I'm nervous. I start getting anxious. I, don't, I can't be my best creative person. So humanise it, man. We're not robots. I get it. It's a business. But the things you call products mm. are human. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that's really powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Benny. No, and I I really look forward to getting in the studio with you and, <laughs> and recording those vocals. Um just I just thought I'd mention it again just that's in case right, you forgot. Right. Um but thank you so much for being so honest and yeah, open so and well. I just I hope that people take something away from this and and read our report. Um but yeah, thank you so much for joining no pleasure. me today. My no pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unseen Unheard. If you would like more information on the report, please go to the Attitude Is Everything's website or the Black Lives and Music's website where you can read the whole report and find out more.